Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan, here with Big Cass. We made it. It's officially game week. Uh, right now it's Mayan Williams Day. It might be a Mecca Buka Day when you listen to this. It might be game day when you listen to this. Who knows when you listen to it? But uh, Cass, man, it's game week. We got Indiana to preview. Um, should should be a blowout. I'm not going to lie, but we got a game to talk about. And it's glorious. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Last week was, you know, interesting. Uh, the games weren't that great. Uh, we learned a couple things about USC. One, Caleb Williams is really good. Two, their defense sucks. Um, that branch kid, though, was electric. The branch kid is electric. Uh, we learned a couple new things about Notre Dame. Uh, two, I still can't judge them because they played Navy. It's hard to judge a team when they play a military academy, but they did look pretty good. But they also, their receivers concerned me. Sam Hartman was the dog, did his thing, put the ball in the money. But the issue is, when Notre Dame, if their receivers can't get separation against the, uh, Navy, what about when they play Ohio State? That's going to be the concern. We'll obviously get more into that week four. But maybe I, I mean, Notre Dame looks pretty good. Uh, Sam Hartman looks pretty good. Obviously, still some Four touchdowns. Things. I mean, yeah. it, I, I will say, though, too, it, it was week zero. A win that big, what was it? I think it was 41-3, I think the score was. It was four. It was it was a – 43, something like that. Yeah. Um, the fact that they did that against, a, like, a Power 5 team like Navy, I know it's a academy, but – and I, did, I do know, obviously, Navy's uh, receiver – um, committed pass interference on his own receiver on like the second drive, but that's not the point. The point was, I thought, you know, Notre Dame did what they were supposed to do. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't that pretty. Cause like, I don't, like I said, I don't think Navy's that good, but it was a pr- impressive win and I got to give them their flowers there. It, it, it was, but again, it's hard to judge anyone that plays week zero, their first game against, a military academy. It, it definitely is. Uh, luckily for them, they get Daddy Georgia's Tennessee Tech next week. Then they get Central Michigan, NC State. The real test of what we could really judge them on is when they play NC State, I think, yeah. before they play the Bucks. Yeah, that's a good warm-up for them. I thought the Hawaii-Vanderbilt game was fun. That was a fun one. I think we all had a good time to, during that what, one. What was their like their scoreboard was on a crane or something like it. Yeah, and, and there was like a two-hour weather delay. And honestly, it was kind of beautiful that that game kicked off late, like 9.20 at night, because that was like, I feel like that was America's game. There was a kick return touchdown in the game. Uh, Hawaii fought well, came up short, only lost by seven, but they fought valiantly. Vanderbilt looked, you know, not great, but I mean, that, that game was interesting. There was just a lot a lot going on, a lot of wa- wacky plays, uh, but it was a fun one. They are for, in first place in the SEC right now, so... <laughs> <laughs> if the season ended today <laughs> yeah if the season ended today if COVID struck again and they canceled the season Vanderbilt would be the SEC champ it would be the the the, play, the college football playoff would be 
San Diego State, Notre Dame, Vanderbilt as your SEC champ, and USC. There you go. With Louisiana Tech nipping at the door. <laughs> Hawaii yeah. wondering what could have been, but no. All seriousness, it was awesome having football back, bro. It really was. And it's like I they slowly get you back addicted because it's like it was uh, the first first season – and oh my god, we just lost Cass again. Oh no, hold on. I'll be right back. I'm gonna hit pause and we're gonna get right back to this. All right, we got Cass back. Bear with us. Cass is working on the iPad, but like I was saying, Cass, just a great week a weekend of football. They're slowly getting us addicted back to football. Um, because I had like I have like five fancy drafts in the next five days, too. And it's NFL on Thursday. But uh, we also have some games tomorrow night on Thursday. The big one's Florida-Utah. I feel like in the grand scheme of things, that one doesn't have that much to do with anything. It just maybe if it really just kind of shows if Utah might be a contender. If Utah wins that, then they could be frisky. Um, the, game, the game that I'll have on is Nebraska-Minnesota. Yeah, that's a really good one, too. That's an underrated one. I, I think Nebraska-Minnesota being on is um, – it's probably, in my opinion, a bigger game than Florida-Utah. That's kind of um, consequential, too, when you think about it, especially with how the West is going to shape Fox up. Too. It's an early, That's an early consequential game. That's Yeah, I agree, Cass, now I'm thinking about that. It's on Fox, and um, can't wait for that tomorrow night. You know, Nebraska. I want to see what Matt Rule does in Nebraska. Um, I think we, you showed me the video a, couple week, a week or so ago. Matt Rule, I think, had is going to have that thing rolling. Maybe not this year, but maybe, you know, next year contend to get up in the top echelon of the uh, Big Ten. You know, whether it's they go back to divisions or not, we'll find out. I'm still shocked they haven't released a new 2024 season with Oregon and Washington. I've been hearing that they, with Oregon and Washington coming back, that they're thinking about going back to divisions um, with, with that, which makes sense. You know, now it's all even. So we'll see on that. You know. And that's a great segue because I was watching, doing my research before this cast, speaking of divisions, I was watching some Indiana, like, what YouTube videos of, like, their local, um, like, bloggers and podcasters. And one of the videos had them talking about how Indiana, you know, last year wasn't that bad, but the, uh, they believed that they were in the West or, like, they were in divisions, not in the East. They would have had a better record. Currently – um, FPI has them about four wins, eight losses. I think that's kind of where everyone has them. I, I can yeah. see, I can see as high as six wins, and I can see as low as two. I feel like the range would be two to six uh, for Indiana. They might make a yeah. bowl game if, like, if the, if everything goes perfectly. My thing is, uh, is is this the final year of Tom Allen if they don't get it together? I mean. Like, so, if they make a bowl game, they go, like, 6-6 six and six regular season make a bowl game. Oh, he's not gone. No. Uh, then they're going to be like, wow, what a great coaching job. Uh, but it, I feel like that schedule, because you would, they're going to beat Akron. They're going to beat Indiana State. Those are the two wins that I would definitely say absolutely. Rutgers is a toss-up. They play Purdue. That's a toss-up. Uh, and then all the Indiana fans are saying Michigan State is a win. I, I, I'll get I'll, – sure, I'll be nice. And then they got to beat someone like in Illinois, most likely, for the sixth win. I don't win. see that. 
I don't like a team their quality. They're not going to win all those. I think they win four. <laughs> the, the the issue is, and I'm looking at their offense. They have two offensive starters back: Carter DeQuince, a uh, wide receiver, and Jackson Tra- Tavon uh, DeQuez, DeQuez Carter, wide receiver, and Tavon Jackson, who we saw. Later in the game last year, he's he wasn't the starter, but he's the key player. They also have key players that are, you know, now number twos because they have some transfers in the game. Uh, and and it sounded like, you know, the quarterback with Josh – I mean, they got Josh Henderson. He's a transfer. Uh, well, Josh Henderson that, played a little bit last year for them. Yeah. Uh, Josh Henderson one of the best – Cam Campers are lead guy, dude. Cam Campers, like, yeah, he hurt he, he, He's a transfer. No, yeah, Cam Camper, he's good. Um, he only played seven games, had about 500 yards for them last year. He, but he tore his knee, so he's coming off like an ACL. Um, their quarterback, Taven Jackson, was um, Trace Jackson Davis's, the basketball player in Indiana. His brother, who played, he played at Tennessee last year, and obviously he wasn't going to beat out Hendon Hooker or Joe Milton or the the Nico kid that's coming in. So he transferred to Tennessee to cut, and that makes sense because they have the family ties with his brother there. Mm-hmm. He's now the quarterback in high school. He ran a wing T offense um, and everything. So it's like I don't know how he's going to translate to the spread, my guy. Um, I don't think it's going to be a pleasant first game for him, but he is pretty athletic. Like he has it in his blood. He has a really strong arm. Um, he's tall too. But, you know, I don't think that's going to help when the off, because offense line's not great. It's Indiana. I think they do their best positions are Cam Camper, receiver, um, and then running back Josh Henderson, and then Jackson at the quarterback. But that's, that's just my take on it. Yeah. And we, we know on defense, Jameer Johnson, who we talked about last week or a couple weeks ago with uh, as DB as possible, all Big Ten. But they also have their front sevens loaded with seniors. They got to, Andre Carter, redshirt transfer senior, defensive end. They have red redshirt senior transfer Patrick Lewis, Lucas. They got uh, Philip Blitty. He's also senior. Their bull rush guys a junior transfer. Their middle linebacker Jacob Mangum Farhar. He's a senior. Their will linebacker Aaron Casey's a senior. Jameer Johnson again is a junior. Their whole defense is full of seniors and juniors, which could be. With a young offensive line like Ohio State for a first game, could be a test for this for this uh, young offensive line because there's a lot of guys that have played football. Um, no, you're absolutely right, bro. Like I'm looking at their defense, and the more I look at it, the more I'm kind of talking myself into maybe them having a pretty solid game against against us. Like, because uh, our offense, I think, is just going to be a little slow with the whole quarterback situation. Like Andre Carter, Western Michigan transfer, had 13 and a half tackles for loss and seven sacks last season. I don't know how that's going to translate to the Big Ten because different little, different different skill competition, but that's a pretty good defensive line guy. And then fun fact, Aaron Casey, who you mentioned, Cass, he wears number 44. He's That's our, like, block O, um, Indiana. He wears it in, uh, in honor of Indiana legend George Taliaferro, um, who is the cliche quarterback of the defense. So – like you said, I mean, they that defense is pretty pretty solid on paper so far. Yeah, but they're still they the same defensive players gave up sixty some points last year to the Buckeyes. So I mean, Grant they have CJ Stroud and stuff. I just think the skill set of Ohio State's good. It, it is going to start off slow, but I think 
once the Ohio State gets in a rhythm, it's it's going to be um, it's going to be very very good because I think our running game is going to be helped to it's going to help Kyle McCord. Which oh yeah, we didn't break the news. It's already broken. Kyle McCord starting quarterback versus Indiana, <laughs> but Devin Devin Brown will play. It's just a matter of when when he'll play. Is yeah. it going to be second quarter? Is it going to be second half? We don't know. As I know, if Kyle McCord is the guy, get in a rhythm with the guy, with the skilled players. I think both guys are going to play, well, play, and I think both of them have already established rhythms. I think we the, see – oh, sorry. Cut you off. No, go ahead. I was going to uh, say, I, I think we see Devin Brown by, like, late third quarter. I think they're going to keep Kyle in there a little longer just to get get, get him in a rhythm, and then they'll play, yeah. play Brown probably in the late third. But I, I cut you off completely. No, I, I just think I think that our running game is going to be really strong this year. That's going to help Kyle McCord, or it is, if it's Devin Brown. Um, I, I I think healthy Trey, a healthy Mayan, a healthy you know Evan Pryor, who I saw a clip looked really good, um, and then Chip Trainum and Dylan Hayden. We're we're five deep at running back. Somebody's not going to see the field, and honestly, it's my guess is Chip. Uh, that's just going to be my guess, but who knows? Who knows at this point? Um, well, with Chip, too, like, they can just play him somewhere else. So it's yeah. like, if we don't need him, he's like, hey, go learn this position. We need you there. Right. <laughs> like, go. It, go. Exactly. I, so, you know, offensively, I think Ohio State's going to be fine. And obviously, we know the big question, Kyle McCord. Every, you know, Devin Brown, Kyle McCord. I think, you know, Kyle McCord's going to – I think he's going to ball out. I really do. I think he's going to ball out. I think the receiver is going to have huge games. And I, I look for Stover and Joe Royer to have big games too. I like it. I am concerned um, on special teams, I think. That's the one concern I have about this game because Ohio State announced Jaden Fielding, you know, the bigger position battle. Jaden Fielding won the kicker job. And I love Jaden Fielding. I think he has a great leg. Not really worried about him. I'm just worried about, you know, that it's like his first time out there as a starter. Uh, that's something to be kind of aware about. And then also Indiana has one of the best kick returners in the country, Jalen Lucas. Um, he, he had, you know, he's, he's pretty dynamic. He could kind of be an issue on kick returns and punt returns. Um, so if anything, I think special teams might kind of scare me a little bit. In the special teams, so you usually have some younger guys, some good players, you have younger guys maybe playing for the first time then and there. So I feel like if there's going to be mistakes, it would be on the special teams. I also think Josh Brocker is going to be on special teams. Um, I think his veteran uh, and maybe Lorenzo Styles as well. Yeah. Uh, I think I think with having Josh Brocker, uh, you know, on special teams is going to help a lot. Uh, my biggest concern it's not really a concern. Who's returning punts? Who's returning kicks? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, we're not. We haven't housed one since Jordan Hall in 2010 against Michigan as a kick returner. It's been a while since we took a punt return back for a touchdown. I honestly would like to see Lorenzo Styles on the field, and I think punt returner and kick. I think kick returner. I think I think Xavier Johnson's going to trot out there at kick returner. Um, it's just who's going to be the other guy opposite of him. Uh, maybe it's Chip. Um, but punt return, I expect the Mecca Buka be out, be out there. But I don't want our I don't want a Mecca Buka out there. I want 
Lorenzo style. I I don't know if I just be being a homer, being you know this close to Pickerington and knowing. I, I, you know, I, I I think I would like Xavier Johnson back there a little more. I think I think I think I would want Lorenzo and Chip on kick return, but punt return I would want Xavier Johnson. But that's like we're really splitting hairs here. Yeah. Defensively, though, I can't wait to see this defense. We have eight returning eight returning starters on defense. We finally have eight deep at corner that's going to help Sonny Styles has his own position I mean he's going to play safety but he's going to yeah. play he's going to play all three safeties of what I've been hearing at one point in the game during the game that's unreal I I think they is it rightfully to say sit here and say that Davison Inkmanosin and uh Denzel Burke are going to be the two outside corners um I mean, I, I would assume it would make sense, but it's like I don't know if this is one of those games where the coaches are like, it's Indiana, uh, let's play a guy who's been here a little longer just to kind of appease them, give them a start to keep, like, Davison practice. I can see so, it being like that. So, so you're doing the Zach Smith approach with Kyle McCord? <laughs> Literally, Yes. Because, like, 100%, but, like, with the cornerbacks, where it's less yeah. obvious, and, like, people aren't paying attention to that. Like Jordan I, Hancock starting over Davis and Minnesota. Yeah, if that happens, I'm going to be like, okay. But, like, let's watch a snap count and see who actually plays more. Yeah. Uh, and see what happens in those snaps. I would be on the lookout for that. I can see that totally happening, bro. I'm also excited to see what they do with Mitchell Melton and CJ Hicks. And Kenyatta Jackson. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Cody Simon will be another guy that's going to be on uh, special teams too, probably with Josh Proctor. But yeah, like I'm excited to see what they do with CJ Hicks and Cody Simon uh, and Mitchell Melton. But what I'm most excited for is to see Jack Sawyer finally back in his home position, who's lean, who looks leaner and thicker with JTT on the other side. Even though Kanata Jackson is right behind him, I can't wait for this defensive line. I think they're going to wreak havoc for Travion Jackson. I'm not even kidding, Cass. I th- and I'm not trying to, like, be dramatic, but I do think this could be one of the be- best defensive lines since, <sighs> honestly, since probably, like, the days of, what, um, Vrabel and, and them. What was it? Vrabel and uh, why am I drawing a blank on the other guy? You could almost say Noah, you could almost say 2014. See, I think it could be a little deeper than that, though. I I think they're honestly like Joey Bosa was the best player on that one. Yeah, I I, I mean, I, the best I think the best defensive line was 2018, but like we never really saw that one. We never full saw strength, but that would. That was the best one, Nick Bosa and Chase Young. And you imagine in 2014 if Noah Spence didn't get suspended? Yeah, it's. But I mean, you look at all the positions. Do we have? It's just, and I, I think I've said this multiple times, but it's like JTT and Jack Sawyer could be both be first see, round picks. Michael Hall could be a first round pick. I see where you're going with this. Vrabel, Fickle, and Finkus. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably like, and I'm not trying to be dramatic. Like if they all play up to their height and also like, you also have a monster like Tyreek Williams, who's just like a mammoth, like that's just well, an underrated. Malone. 
Uh, and we're not even talking about um, Hamilton, Ty Hamilton, and, and Hero Canoe. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's it's just an un, it's it's an insane defensive line. It really is. Um, definitely, that, probably. Get, yeah. Let me. I mean, let's get into it. Uh, so, keys to the victory and final score thoughts. So, my key to victory is just don't let the crowd get into it. Um, I think no, I. Look, it's Indiana. It's Labor Day weekend, three thirty game. That crowd could be pretty good. Um, I'm going to give them the, the fans their credit. I would still say it's a, it's sixty forty Ohio State. Yeah, but uh, let's say that you know I I think you know they're they're going to be at that their most hopeful the entire year. It's game one, zero and zero. Ohio State's at home. Ohio State's at home. I think they probably are going to show up pretty good. Um, so my biggest key is just don't let their crowd get into it. Keep keep the crowd quiet. You do that, and you're going to win the game. My biggest key is offensively get in the rhythm. Kyle McCord, settle down. Take what the defense gives you. Deliver strikes to Emeka and Marv and, and company. Just take beat, you know, take deep breaths. Go out there. Play sharp. Uh, defensively, just wreak havoc. Make that young quarterback uh, – I kind of make them pay, if that makes sense. Uh, so I'm going right into it. I don't think it's going to be a shutout, but I do think it's going to get ugly because I think Ohio State wants to go out and prove something. I'm going with a – and keep me wrong, I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but I'm going with a 38-7 to seven win, 38-7. I'm going 63 63- to 10. Actually, I'm going to scratch that. I think Ohio State gets in the 40s. I'll go I'll go 45-10. 45-10. They cover. I'm going 63-10. Um, also, can we just talk about how bad this new college football rule is, the first down thing? I hate it. Yeah, it's, um, it's so stupid. It's some moron voted. No one wanted that. No one said we needed that. No one wanted it. And they, they, they did it. And now we're getting – we're losing – you know, I think like an average of six, six or seven plays a game now because of it. So thanks, nerds, for making that decision. But um, I look at it this way: they want to crack down on the times of games. How about how about you shorten commercials? You go from third to thirty-second commercials, go to fifteen or twenty, and the a-minute commercials go to forty-five to thirty. I don't need to see ten Fansville commercials in a row. I don't need to hear when DeMar Hamlin is on the ground dying going what Burger King decided Whopper, to have whopper, no whopper, whopper, yeah. whopper, 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 BK have also how 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 weird is it gonna hear the CBS college football sports theme to go for the Buckeyes and have Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson on the call. On a scale of 1 to 10, how annoying is Gary Danielson going to be? Because I think it's going to be pretty bad. <laughs> how many times is he going to say Alabama and Georgia? Let's play a drinking game. <laughs> I don't think I'm leaving my brothers that night. If that's I, I, I might have to call an Uber. You might, you might be getting your stomach pumped. Yeah, so, all righty. College football, though, this weekend. Uh, before we get into that, 
Cast Cuts, our sponsor, does a great job. Uh, just got through his back-to-school haircuts. Military people get 15% off, so go see Cast Cuts. Get a good, nice shave and haircut down there in Vision Studios in Lancaster. Absolutely. Um, picks, man, because we got we got we have some college football picks to make. And then Dan's delusional random picks of the week. This is a new segment Dan's going to do where he just picks two random college football games and – it's an app. It takes it. It's going to be if that team covers the spread or not. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cass, what game do you like? What game do you want to start with, Start off with? Well, we already talked about the Thursday games. People, most people will be listening to this probably Friday. So we're not doing the Thursday games. You know what? The Battle of Miami down in Florida, Miami, Ohio. Versus Miami. Miami Hurricanes are a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm doing this because I don't think I remembered ever hearing Miami versus Miami. Um, I do like the Canes to cover. Uh, I just picked this game because it was unique. Miami versus Miami. Um, I'm looking at it. It's tough. 7 o'clock. Friday, night. Friday. That's kind. That's awesome. Um, man, that's a tough one. I'll be in the middle of a high school game for that. <laughs> Mario Cristobal without Josh Gaddis this time. So, yeah, I, I, I like I, I, I like the Hurricane Canes. All right. I know Brett. I know Brett Gabbard, Blaine Gabbard's brother, was trying to like convince everyone but i just they should win they should win by more than 17 if if they're any anything all right on fox big noon kickoff's gonna be there coach prime first game as a as a head coach for colorado against tcu tcu is a 20 and a half point favorite i like tcu to win but i don't like them to cover for some reason something tells me they're not going to cover No, nah, I think they're going to cover. I think they're feeling disrespected. Give me TCU. All right. You writing these down? Uh, hold on. I am now. <laughs> hold on. We need better matchups for week one, by the way. Uh, you said, oh, shit. Excuse me. Uh, you said Miami. We both had Miami minus 17. Yeah. And Cass had, I mean, this is tough. I hate multitasking. Um, you had Colorado. Yep. Damn. I don't have him winning it, though. TC. Yeah, just, I, I'm just writing down who you picked. Both. Uh, okay. Next one, Cass. You pick it. This one is nuts. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, I read this wrong. I'm sorry. I thought the over, over under was 23 and a half. It's not. It's the over under is 43 and a half. It's, uh, Utah State, Iowa. 
Uh, Iowa is minus twenty three and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Utah State to cover. Oh man, just uh, yeah. I give me Utah State to cover. I don't want to, but I also picked Iowa to win the Big Ten West. So. Let's see. Honestly, this is one of the most underrated games of the day. Um, 3.30, same time as the Buckeye game. Boise State, Washington. Washington's number 10. I was uh, looking at they're that. They're 14-point favorites. <laughs> Give me the Huskies to cover. I think they're going to be really, really good this year. I have them contending for the Pac-12. Uh, I don't even think I picked a Pac-12 winner, did I? I don't know. I don't no, think I picked a Pac-12 winner. I, I'm also taking the same pick, though, Cass. I like that one. Um, and then let's do one. Yeah. I got one. On the Pac-12 network. Nevada and USC. USC is a 38-point favorite. Something tells me they don't cover, but they still win big, if that makes sense. Uh, no, I'm taking USC. Nevada was one of the worst teams in that conference last oh, year. Oh, were they? Yeah, they, were, they, were, they were horrible. Um, okay, I'm taking, scratch that. No, no, you took it. You took it. I'll take, I'll take it. I'll be a take man. It. I'll take it. Um, be a man, Cass. Um, all and right. And the last two. The last two will be the two nightcaps. Yes. Penn State's only a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take Penn State because I, I don't think. I thought it would be more. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think West Virginia is going to be that good. We're, we're kind of on the same page on some of these. And what's the last one you got? Is that the North Carolina, South North Carolina. Carolina, South Carolina. This is a tough the one. Duke's Mayo Classic. I'm, I'm taking South Carolina in this one. I'm going with Drake May and the Tar Heels. Because uh, I don't want to see Shane Beamer eat mayonnaise. Uh, By the way, did you know that Bill Levis or Will Levis, I've been watching, listening to too much Zach Smith, calls him Bill. Or billion. Will Levis got a mayonnaise endorsement and because he, he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Gross. Uh, uh, gross. Dan's uh, delusional uh, picks of the week. I think this one is a – I mean, I'm just going to say it. Uh, Toledo over Illinois. That's my that's my delusional pick. I think the, the Toledo – because Toledo is actually one of the favorites in the MAC this year. And yeah. they, obviously we know Daquan Finn's a stud. Um, it's only a nine and a half point spread. I think Toledo wins straight up. That's my delusional pick of the week. Um, that's my one that I just absolutely love. Uh, and then my my other delusional pick. This is just coming from years of hatred, and it's the only game on Monday night. And uh, my brother in law Stephen was trying to really talk me through this a couple weeks ago when I, on vacation. 
he has me convinced that Duke is going to pull off the upset week one at home against Clemson. Apparently they have a really good quarterback. Like it's like the new Daniel Jones and Duke fans are really excited. So that's my upset pick. So I got, uh, they're not really delusional, but they're upset picks. I got Toledo and Duke as my two upsets this week. And I'm going with my, I'm going to do a lock. My pick every week is a lock pick of the week. And my lock is going to be Florida State over LSU. That's a bold lock, but I like it. You like it, Carmen? She just barked. And, and, and the Rutgers is blowing out Northwestern Monday, Sunday night, right? Yeah, you know, now I'm kind of excited about that one because that's shout out Rutgers for putting that game Sunday morning the day after football. Like they're going to get so much people watching that, and there's really no reason people should be watching that game because it's not going to be a good game, but it's going to be a fun one because it's, it's on be, CBS. It's going to be, it's going to be, yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's like two straight games on CBS, and then it goes into the big one. Um, but that's all I got, Cass. That's all I got. So, as always, yeah, as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. Uh, enjoy the first week of the season. Twelve more to go. Well, eleven more to go after this. But as always, go Bucks. I know Carmen's Carmen's ready and go Bucks. Carmen's jacked up. <laughs>